Everybody Googles everything, especially potential customers or employers, and a business or personal online reputation can make or break you. If negative search results or reviews are impacting you, Webamax is here to help. Our proven process restores your online reputation quickly and effectively, and it matters. Don't let negative results control your narrative. Visit GoWebamax.com and fill out a brief confidential form to see how we can help. Remember, if you aren't paying attention to your online reputation, someone else is. GoWebamax.com before history is written it's played before it's frozen in time it's fought one shift at a time before it's etched in silver it's carved in ice what happens next will last forever The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. Now's the time to save 30% on wedding jewelry, only on BlueNile.com. Make sure your wedding ring is the one with your pick of diamond and lab-grown diamond bands, all hand-finished and graded for excellence. Or surprise her with something blue she'll love for life, like a stunning pair of sapphire earrings. Blue Nile's jewelry experts are available 24-7 to help. From fit questions to style advice. Right now, get up to 30% off at BlueNile.com. BlueNile.com. We took it all. We brought them to our land. An endless night. Ember hot and icy cold. The rage of the earth. We made this curse. Carved it in the blood on our backs. We did not see. We could not, but she did. And in the end, what will I become? Senwa Saga, Hellblade 2. Play it now with Game Pass. Everybody, this is Hondo Carpenter from the Las Vegas Raiders Insider Podcast. We are, of course, Sports Illustrated's Fan Nation Raiders. Today, I am your Raider beat writer. This is our assistant beat writer, the one and only, the legend. The man is legendary. The great Zeke Trezevan. Zeke, how you doing, buddy? Doing well, Hondo. How about yourself? Man, I am doing good. I, I got to tell you. A lot of things on my mind today, and 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 so I, I let's just dig in. Let's just get right to the itty gritty from Sin City. Is that okay? Let's do it. So, I a lot of people are saying you got to use the San Francisco 49ers model when they moved up to three to get Trey Lance. The problem is that model doesn't work. Because the Raiders would be moving from 13, not 12, which one spot in the NFL draft is huge, and going from three to one. And so I'm talking with people around the league, and I'm told at the time that the Raiders, if they wanted to go from 13 to one, would cost them three ones and three twos. Zeke, if you're convinced there's a generational guy there, okay. But if you are not convinced you're getting the next Peyton Manning or Patrick Mahomes, the price of poker is way too high. So let's start there, and then I'm going to give you the latest intel I literally got this morning. So start there with me. Tell me, what do you think of that price, 
And is there anybody up there that you think is worth three ones and three twos? Because you, we're hearing Washington's not going to trade. I'm being told by people that I trust that New England maybe would, but is not has not decided not to get a quarterback. And in, unless you think all three guys are ones, you got to go to number one. What do you think of that cost? Yeah, well, it's all relative, right? So, you know, that cost, you know, for maybe another team, you know, it, first of all, it's a lot no matter how you look at it. But that cost for another team might not impact that team as much as it would impact the Raiders. So uh, I would say, you know, A, it's a lot. Uh, B, I would point out in terms of Sam Fran's trade, you know, for Trey Lance, look at how it didn't really work out. I mean, they traded the farm and it didn't work out. And now for them, it would luckily they have a roster that's strong enough that can that was able to withstand failing on that trade, but the Raiders don't. So if the Raiders were to make that trade up and it turns out like Trey Lance did, the Raiders would be set back for at least five years, probably if not more after you trade three threes, three, like, like come on, they that would set them back a lot. So um, I think if, you know, if you're going to make a trade like San Fran, you have to be sure that you're sure that that guy's going to work out. And I don't personally believe that guy is in the draft in this draft. All right now. And here's the other point too. They didn't lose their jobs because it was people above them that wanted to pick Trey Lance. Mm -hmm. In this case, it's AP. Again, I'm not, I don't think you approach the draft of fear. You got to approach it with confidence, but you need to know if you make that move, you're, you're putting your job on the line. A thousand percent. Um, and that's for both AP and for Telesco, right? Like there, there's no way around that, right? If you make They're that married. Move, huh? Yes, a hundred percent. Yeah, there's I mean, you know, you talk about how you know the, the previous regime was married to you know the system in Garoppolo and et cetera. You you trade up from 13 to you know top five, top three, top one, whatever it may be, you're definitely married to that. And you got to stick with it no matter what happens going forward, because you don't have a first round draft pick for the next X amount of years. So you're more than married to that to that draft pick. So um, I think it's a lot. I don't think the Raiders would be wise to trade up that far. Uh, they just have too many holes that they have to fill. Um, and honestly, like we've said the whole time, they're close, right? Um, they're as confident and then they're as being reckless. And I think trading up would, would cross into that line of being reckless, in my opinion. I mean, I'm going to ask you this. right I should, now. Go ahead, go, go, go ahead, please. Trade, trading up that far would be reckless, right? One, two, three, four, five. If they were to trade, you know, from 13 to 10, okay. But anything up that high, that that would be reckless, in my opinion. Wow. All right. Strong opinions by the Z-Man. I like it when <laughs> Z brings it strong. All right, Z. So <clears throat> I am hearing that from people I trust that they are trying to – okay, so I was told the other day, and I, I mentioned this in a podcast, the Raiders are. I mean, the, 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 that I'm expecting now. The Bears. They've made the decision. They're gonna. They're gonna use their pick. Justin Fields goes after I report it, and not because of my reporting. I I believe though that they knew kind of what I knew. He unfollows the Bears. All of it. Now the Bears are trying to let it leak. Oh, we may not trade <laughs> Justin Fields. I mean, trying to get the draft capital up, it's really funny. But now the expect before the expectation around the league was they haven't made a decision. Now the process is, okay, they've made – a lot of people believe they're going to stick with one. And so now you got potential of two teams 
in Washington and Chicago won. And who knows what's going to happen with New England. If I'm New England, well, it doesn't matter. I'm not New England. Um, so here's the next question. Justin Field. If you can get him for a two or two threes, I don't think you can get him for two threes. I, I think that's too low. But you're going to get two years with him. You pick up the fifth-year option. Great kid. I know him very well. Zero character issues. None. He's C.J. Stroud. Great kid. But here's the other problem. Chicago's locker room loves him. They've come out and said, we want Justin. Just like this locker room said, they wanted Antonio Pierce. So Pierce let him go. And right now it looks like that. You're going to get a guy that you know can lead his locker room. You know guys would like him. You pair him with Aiden and let him compete. Go pick another rookie to compete as well. I'm just telling you, there's certainly some intrigue there. And I can tell you that the Raiders have, as of this moment of our taping, have not made a decision of what they're going to do. I like them kicking the rocks on Fields. They know Getze. Getze and Fields had a very good relationship. Um, I, I'm not against going there and keeping your one and adding a quality, immediate impact starter. You can add a Kool-Aid McKinstry, a Terry and Arnold, a JC Latham and others. There's going to be so many great players at 13. What would you think of them either going fields or another free agent? In terms of quarterback, uh, I would agree with that uh, a lot, a thousand percent. Um, in terms of having someone come in and compete with uh, with Aiden O'Connell, I think Justin kind of checks the and checks a lot of boxes in the sense that a he's talented, b he's young. So while you could go get a you know for instance a Kirk Cousins, he's obviously a lot older coming off a major injury. Just using him as an as an example, Justin Fields gives you a lot more upside to what he could potentially <laughs> to what he could potentially uh, <laughs> to what he could potentially bring to the table. So yes, I. I think uh, kicking the tires on Justin would make a lot of sense. Uh, I think, you know, with uh, with Justin, uh, you can, I don't want to say plug and play necessarily, but it's the closest thing to plug and play that you can put in because of his connection uh, to Getsy. So I think kicking the uh, tires on, on Justin would make a lot of sense. And then, like you said, use that 13th pick. And I know it's very conservative, uh, but I would say use that 13th pick for a, and I'm biased, but for a defender, uh, you know, whether it's, a, you know, like you said, a cornerback, a linebacker or even a defensive a quality defensive lineman, although I think it would be more linebacker or cornerback than defensive line. So, uh, yes, I would say stamp Pat, go get you a young guy like Justin that just needs the right situation. I, I think that's why Justin's teammates came out and said, hey, we support him because they understood Chicago wasn't the best situation for Justin or uh, probably any other quarterback or a lot of other quarterbacks, I should say. Uh, so, yes, I think that that would be the best route for the Raiders to go. You get your quarterback, you still add talent, and you don't trade the farm for, you know, a maybe. Do you know why I'm so mad at you right now? By the way, I just texted Kirk Cousins. Wonder why I'm so mad at you? Because I've known Kirk since he was in high school. And you just called him old. Hey, hey I mean, though, so respectfully, 36, man, hey. I mean, hey, listen, I'm, a, I'm almost 35, but 36 in NFL years, man. You're an old man. <laughs> this is what I just told Kurt. I'm so angry. Zeke just called you old. What does that make me? Hey, if hey, he texts me while we're on the air, I'll read it to you. Oh, yes, yes. all right. 
Careful with your old references, although I yes, am sir. old. I am an OG. There you go. <laughs> All right. So let's keep it going now. Um, I, I love where the Raiders are. I love the way Telesco and Antonio are operating right now. And everybody, Zeke, that I'm talking to in the building, stunned at how well they get along. Stunned at how they listen to one another. You and I talked about this. We both wanted Champ Kelly to get the job. And I think we both believe he deserved it. But I'm not going to dislike Telesco. He had nothing to do with it. And so he deserves all of the all of the opportunity to succeed. And I told you, multiple people who he and I know and share as friends love the guy. We talked about the dynamic coming in and, as, you know, AP's not his guy. Everybody, Zeke, is bragging about the way they get along, the way that they, they respect one another, and the way they're working through this process. I'm going to be honest with you. I am impressed with Telesco because AP is a strong personality. And you know, at the press conference when they announced Tom, I, I said it's AP's team. Telesco may be the GM, but it's AP's team. I'm impressed with Tom Telesco and how he's handled the process and AP as well. Your 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 opinion. Yeah, so I think, you know, the fact that we, a lot of us felt like Champ had earned the job, and I think that was correct still. Um, I think that plays into it in, in a certain kind of way. I think the previous regime in terms of general manager, head coach were alike, a lot alike, obviously. Same with the one before that. AP and Champ, a lot alike. And I think Mark Davis probably realized, hey, we, you know, for the last, you know, basically two and a half regimes, if you want to count Champ and AP, you know, we've had two guys that were similar. Uh, and this time he brought in Telesco, A, with the experience that AP necessarily didn't have. Um, a, a little bit opposite in that way. And they're opposites uh, just in terms of personality and demeanor. But a lot of times, and specifically in this case, being opposite kind of has its benefits and they can kind of play off of each other. And then, like you said, I think the fact that they work well together is based around just a mutual respect. Um, and as you know, right, from being in and around the NFL, you know, you don't have to necessarily work arm in arm with somebody to, to know what they've done or have an idea of what they've done. And then obviously with Telesco, he, he was in the division. So he's been keeping an eye on the Raiders anyway. AP played all those years. He knows about AP. So I think everything with them is just based on a mutual respect of each other and what the other one has done and what the other is trying to do. And then you put those guys in the same room trying to reach the same goals and they're naturally just going to work well with each other. So Telesco brings a lot of uh, a lot of history, a lot of experience. I think uh, AP appreciates that. I think Telesco brings a lot of different things that AP may not necessarily see. Um, and that's just from being in different positions, right? General manager, head coach, new head coach. I, I think that plays a large part into it. But I think they're going to work well together. Um, and I think it's just going to get better over time as they continue to learn each other uh, and what works well and what doesn't. I agree with you a lot, Zeke. All right, I want to go to a, a different angle because I think it's an important one. I think it's one that we we got to spend some time on. Um, and we're going to talk about two particular people, three particular people. You know this because you've been in, uh, in the media now for several years. All PR people in college, it's called the uh, sports information department in um, the pros. You know, it's, it's, it's the media relations. 
they love to control the narrative and the speaker. And there's nothing wrong with that. We're not, we're not in any way. That's their job. That's what they're supposed to do. So we're not in any way being critical of them. I think the Raiders are learning AP is not going to be handled. He's going to speak to whomever he wants to speak to, whenever he wants to, and he's going to say exactly what he's thinking. Now, you and I have so much respect for the Raiders PR, so this is in no way a slam against them at all. That's their job is to protect the franchise. But, man, going from Josh McDaniels where everything was buttoned up and you had to get everything as a source – and that certainly didn't hurt us, but I'm just saying in general, to now, you never know what AP is going to do. I like it. I think it's back to the old school Raider. Take his head off. Take the head off the snake. I mean, he's just going to say any, whatever he's saying. I love that he's so genuine. I love the fact because sometimes Paulish comes off as fake. <laughs> I love it. I love how genuine he is. I like that he will not be handled. You try to handle him, and I'm not going to be good. Your thoughts on that side of AP? So when it comes to AP, in terms of that <laughs> facet, uh, I'm great. Like you said, you love it. I love it. I love. I think we all do in the media. It makes our job just more fun. Just you know, on a very superficial level, it makes it more fun. But it also makes our job easier because it gives us things to work with. Uh, but in terms of the differences between the two, man, night and day, uh, <laughs> it's not really even close. Like, and, and I, I'll be honest with you, I think you were putting it lightly when you said that Josh McDaniels was was buttoned up. Like that's putting it very very nicely. There's buttoned up, and then there's like covered from head to toe. And you could ask Josh, is your name Josh McDaniels? And he would have been like, oh, we don't know. I got to look at the film. Like, you just never knew if you could get anything out of it Josh. It would have been so. a 20-minute answer to tell you no. Yeah. So it's a lot different. Uh, and, and, again, we're grateful uh, for it. Uh, but this is what I'll say. I think uh, although he, although AP won't be able to be handled necessarily as much as uh, Josh was, I think over time, I think they're, you know, the, the Raiders guys are kind of kind of going to kind of get in AP's ear a little bit, excuse me, and say, hey, you know, AP, you gotta, eh. I think that comment about taking a head off the snake might have been, you know, one of those things where the guys in the background are going to say, AP, like, just watch it just a little bit. Uh, but overall, you know, I love it, man. It makes the job just easier. It makes it worth it. makes it you want to come into work, right? Because, you know, what? listen, 9.9 times out of 10, AP is going to give you the real. He's going to tell you what it is you need to know. And. So much so that I'll give you a small example with AP. One time I asked him a question in the, in the presser and he gave me a very cliche answer and he knew he gave me the cliche, cliche answer. I came back the next day, asked him another question and he went like six, seven minutes just answering my question. It's little things like that that just shows awareness of, hey, he knew nine times out of ten he's going to give you the real. But that one time that he couldn't, he said, hey, OK, let me make up for it. Right. Those kind of things like as media, we love that. So it's night and day. And it's very much so night and day. And we noticed it the very next day after Josh was fired. It was like you ask AP a question and it's he's off the running. So uh, I love it. Um, I'm always interested to see and hear what AP is going to say next because uh, he's an honest guy. I do. I I, gen I just genuinely really like him as a person and respect him as a, as a as a guy. All right. So let's go to a little bit different angle. Because even though you're not old, you've been around a little bit. Now you got people like Max Crosby with his own podcast, and God only knows what he – I mean, we literally have one 
reporter, Carter Landis, whose job is to cover Max's, you know, everything Max says, because he's out there. He's showing up at UFC. He's got a pipe. Same way with Devontae Adams. You never know where he's going to show up, but when he does, you know he's going to keep it 100. 100. <laughs> I mean, this new age of media, I think it's great. I think the NFL went through a season where everything was buttoned up and everything was so polished and people were trying to ruin the game by, you know, if you tap somebody, it was a penalty. I'm loving where it's going. I think it's making the game better. It's better for the players. It's better for the fans. It's better. The only one it may not be better for is the team in the league, but I'm okay with that. Your thoughts. Loving it, right? You know, back in the, and this goes even back to you know the on-field celebrations in terms of what you were speaking about. You know, a while ago, it seemed like every aspect of the NFL was very just. I mean, the no fun league, right? That's what they used to call it. You know, not too long ago, um, and that was on the field and off the field. Uh, to your point, and now you know, obviously celebrations are through the roof. You know, guys are running sixty yards to celebrate an interception, and off the field, you know, guys are speaking their mind. I think the off the field aspect is huge because these guys. It's making them more personable, right? These guys show up on Sunday, helmets on, pads on. You, you don't see their face for the most part. You don't even know what they look like for the most part. But when they do these podcasts, they're they're more human, right? You start to realize, like, hey, these guys experience feelings, thoughts that like every other person does, right? When when they break a leg, they actually broke their leg. It hurts. It affects people, right? The things that people sit at home and talk about for entertainment, you you realize when you listen to these podcasts that it's not entertainment for these guys, right? This is real life. And I think the podcast helped with that. And it gives them an outlet to speak their mind a little bit more freely than, again, they could in a press conference with a bunch of cameras in there, right? They're going to be more comfortable on that podcast with their buddies relaxing uh, and just kind of opening up. So I love the way the league is going in that, you know, in terms of that direction and letting the guys be themselves. Uh, I think that it affects them in a positive way on the field, too, when they know, okay, even also out of, you know, off the field, we can be ourselves, we can have fun, we can speak our minds freely. I think for players, for grown men, especially making millions of dollars, they just want to be themselves. They want to be able to speak their minds and 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 not have to worry necessarily about repercussions, right? And I think the the podcast that you see these guys are on and shows that they're creating, I think that opens the avenue for that. Yeah, I agree with you 110%. All right, I want to go in a, a, a vein. I was recently on a national show, Zeke, and I was asked, what is the biggest single thing that Antonio Pierce did? And we know he did a lot, but I'm going to tell you what I said, and I would love your answer. I said he infused the game of football with joy and having fun. And all of a sudden now, guys were released to have, you got Max Crosby literally risking his life to play, and it's, well, we got to watch the film. We got to be back to business. And AP made it fun again. They worked harder. Multiple players have told me they worked harder under Antonio than they did under Josh. I've written a lot about Josh was a teacher. They spent a lot of time in the classroom. No, they worked harder under Antonio. He was tougher on them. You know, where Josh would walk through, hey, watch the film, get better. Antonio walks in, what are you doing? I mean, it was a harder environment, but fun was infused. Now, it it wasn't rah-rah. It was better coaching, 
But even Patrick Graham was turned loose. Have some fun with it. Move Tyree inside. To me, I don't think I undersold him. And it wasn't mean there wasn't other things he did. But the first thing Antonio Pierce said, we got to have some fun here. I, I think that was the biggest thing he did. Your thoughts? Yes, I think that was the biggest thing he did. But another thing I think he did. And so you pointed out how Josh would have those guys watch films, film, 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 film. AP was fun, 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 you know, for lack of better words. I think the reason why AP was able to be harder on those guys is because he let those guys play where they were naturally good at. He played to their strengths, right? It wasn't more so, hey, we're going to try to fit you into a system. It's, hey, I know you do X, Y, and Z. Well, let's let you do X, Y, and Z. And therefore, when you mess up on doing X, Y, and Z, that's when I can coach you harder because you're. this is natural to you. There's no, you're, you're good at this. We've studied what you do well. We put you in a position to win and you lost so I can coach you a little bit harder. Whereas if I'm, you know, in terms of Josh McDaniels, go watch the film, teach, 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 teach. And then I'm trying to coach you harder. Well, hell, I've been in the, in the room all day trying to study my film, right? If I mess up now, I'm overthinking, right? And I think AP allowed these guys to stop thinking and just go play. And that goes a long way in football. When you start to complicate the game of football, <laughs> it's it's not good for the guys on the field it's a simple game so when you start to think oh i got to switch and i got to pull like you know i'm an offensive tackle that never pulls and now i'm pulling right for example well when it doesn't work out that's going to lead to a lot of frustration right because i don't even do this naturally now you're trying to force me to do something i don't do naturally and it doesn't work ap is like no this you do this well do that and let's go with that so i think that plus having fun is why the guys turned it around yeah i agree with you i Great analysis on your part, Zeke. All right, I want to go to a different vein. Uh, I'm going to spend a lot of time on Monday's podcast talking about this, but I love the way AP put his staff together. He's got some experience. He's got guys that have played. I love that he has his son on there. You know, so many coaches, and you and I have seen it, working 100, 110 hours a week. Family, a lot in a lot of cases, gets ignored. Not AP, man. I want my family with me. I love that. It's a great example to his staff. I have zero issues with his son being on staff. That's not true. I have a lot of issues, and they're all good. I think it was a great move. As a father, getting that opportunity, giving your son a break. Give me an – if you didn't complain that Deuce Gruden was on the staff when John was here, shut up. I don't want to hear you complain – when you know when DeAndre's on the staff, I like it. I like the staff he put together. He's got some head coaches on there. He's got such a, a broad group. I love he has a game manager. Every area that could be called a weakness, he addressed. It showed a lot of strength. It showed some substance. I'm going to use a different term. It showed some going out doing the staff he did. I like it. I don't know them all, but he, it's his staff. I like the way he did it. I'm A-plus for me. Your thoughts? Agreed. Uh, and I'll work a little bit backwards. Let's start with the son being on the on the, on the the coaching staff. I love that move. Like, it, it doesn't matter who you are, where you come from. If you're in a position to put your kids on and get them in a better spot in life, in a, in a trajectory that they're already going, his son obviously wants to be a coach of some sort one day. Right. And he and now your dad's like, what do you? That's what you're supposed to do, right? Like, I don't, I don't see how you can have a problem with that. No matter who you are, where you're from, nothing. Like, that's what you're supposed to do. In terms of AP's, uh, the rest of his staff, man, uh, I think it showed a lot of self awareness, right? It's you know, you know, you sit back and you got AP trying to get this job, and everybody's telling you how un, you know inexperienced you are. Well, okay, we'll, we'll address that one by one, 
and we'll make sure that when we're done with this experience is no longer an issue. And that's what he did strategically. It doesn't matter. Offensive line coach, off, offensive quarter, just one by one. It's like he's just knocking them down. Experience, experience, experience. And not just professional experience. A lot of these guys have experience on the collegiate level uh, as well in, in different you know, head coaching positions, coordinator positions. There's so much experience in the coaching staff that he that he's put together. I'll be honest with you. I, I'm, I would love to be a fly on the wall in a meeting with all those coaches one day. Just to, there would be so much knowledge in that room. Uh, from the coaching perspective that AP might not have necessarily had. So I love the hires that he made, um, especially especially in conjunction with each other, right? So maybe hiring one of those guys alone might not have made that big of a deal. But when you've made as many additions as he's made in, in terms of his coaching staff with experience, it has to add up, you would think. So I, I think it's a, it was a lot of good moves that he made. Yeah, 100% agreed. I, I just think he put together – a really good step. I'm excited about Monday's podcast, so uh, make sure you check it out because I got some inside stuff on the staff I think is going to really, really impress you. All right, we now turn the calendar. I'm going to be at the Combine all week. You're keeping Fort and Vegas taking care of that. We brought in um, Aiden Champion's going to be there with me. Carter Landis is going to be there and Braden Reedy. You're going to be keeping for the Fort down in Vegas. I I'm really excited about the Combine this week. Um, and for anybody wondering, gee, was Zeke in trouble why he didn't go to the combine? No, Zeke had something, he had, a personal -ish stuff he's taking care of, not bad, in yeah. Vegas. So he couldn't go, but I I asked him to go. Yes, 100%. So Zeke ain't in trouble. Zeke's my guy, my dog. But my guy. <laughs> my point is, what, what are you laughing at? No, just my guy. I was just saying, I'm sorry, my bad. <laughs> okay. Well, you know what? It amazes me. People will look for, ooh, there's issues. No, there's no issues. We, we're tight. Yeah, no. um, but I want to dig in with you a little bit because um, I'm looking forward to this combine for a lot of different reasons. I, I know who they're going to be. I know I don't know all, but I, I've got an idea who they're interviewing I'm hearing from some other scouts some interesting stuff. We're going to have so many articles and videos with these players coming out. Ask them about the Raiders. I'm really looking forward to the combine. How about you, Z? Yeah, I think it's going to be an interesting time. Um, you know, in my opinion, that's, you know, right, right up there, obviously, with the draft is the combine, just to kind of see how those guys perform. Because uh, for me, I always like the aspect of it's a different type of pressure at the combine, right? It's not a thousand, you know, 100,000 people screaming at you. But a lot of ways, you know, especially when you're trying to get drafted, that could be a you know a little bit more nerve wracking, right? Especially when you're standing right next to your competition, right? And you know, a lot of these guys when they're in college, they're the main guy on campus, right? They're the top dog on campus, and then you hit the combine and you realize, hey, I'm there's another there's about ten more of me, right? So it's always interesting to see uh, how those guys react in the combine, and I think the combine does a good job of showing you how certain guys react to you know adversity, right? When you drop that pass and your competition staring at you. How do you respond to that, right? Or when you when you mess up on that drill and the competition is right next to you and they do it better than you do, how do you respond to that? So uh, I love the combine. It's always interesting to see uh, how those guys perform, for sure. Zeke, I wanted to ask you because I am – once the combine's over, then bam, they, they kind of start – their draft boards fill out. Then they start looking at free agency. I know there are a lot of players that want to come play for AP – I know that because of the experience of his staff, I learned this yesterday, those guys are now coming in, hey, with what you want me to do, this is a guy I've coached. I know who he is. Go get 
free agency for me, and this will be my fifth year. This is my fifth year covering the Raiders. <clears throat> this is going to be probably one of the funnest that I've covered. I am really looking forward to free agency. The Raiders are going to get exponentially better. Your thoughts? Um, I couldn't agree more. I wanted to say a billion percent. Um, the, listen, free agency is going to be huge this year for the Raiders, and they have the potential to get better very, very quickly through free agency, right? Um, I actually wrote an article last night and for this today, for today, I believe, in terms of spending free agency focusing on their offensive and defensive line. Now, obviously, they can use free agency for whatever they want, but like you said, with AP there, with all the different coaches that they brought in, there's going to be a lot of guys that say, like you said, hey, I had my best season or two underneath that coordinator, underneath that offensive coach. So now, hey, let me go back there, right? I think it's, it should work out very, very well for the Raiders. And I think this is where they have the chance to kind of take that next step forward in the division, right? Obviously, KC is going to be, you know, number one. But I think, hey, if you want to compete for a wild card or for that wild card spot, yeah, free agency is how you get it done for the Raiders. And now is the time for them to go ahead and, and, and make that run. All right. Two more questions and I'm done. I realize we're sitting here and the combine starts this week. So I'm going to allow you to change your opinion at a later date. <clears throat> but based on today, <clears throat> will the Raiders move up and select Drake May, Jaden Daniels, or Caleb Williams? One of those three. No. I agree. No. Next question. Will they move up or stay at 13? I and so I feel like if they're not going to go after a quarterback, they're not going to move up. I think that's the only way they would have moved up, which is obviously to try to get into that top three, top five range, if you will. So I think if they don't move up for a quarterback, they're not going to move up. And I think they're going to end up eventually just staying at uh, at 13. I feel like the draft could fall you know, a certain kind of way depending, in their favor, depending on who they, who they value at 13. But I feel like in the end, they're going to stay pat at uh, 13. Who will they pick? Oh, that I don't know that I've, I, I they got so many choices. I do think um, Kool-Aid from Alabama would be, you know, a great addition. And then I think I don't I haven't looked at the the names necessarily, but I feel like. Linebacker Terry and Arnold's the other corner from Alabama. Oh, yeah. J.C. Yeah, Latham, the offensive legit. lineman. I, they could definitely go offensive lineman um, in terms of at 13. There's nothing. I, I think, honestly, 13 it might be the, one of the best spots, you know, 13 through 20 is a great spot to drive the offensive lineman. You're not reaching and you're still getting a quality lineman. So um, I think they're I, late. the biased. best right tackle in the draft. Yeah. 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 So that, so they could definitely, you know, sure up the offensive line that way. And then all of a sudden they only need to add maybe one or two other additions and free agency along the offensive line. So could I see them going offensive line? Yes. I love defense. So I, I hope they spend that on a, a defensive player just to kind of help that defense take the next step. Well, the defense is really, really good. They got to address the offensive line. J.C. Yes. Latham, J.C. Latham, J.C. Yes. Latham. Three, three, three agents on the offensive line. They have to they, – they got to figure it out for sure. 100% agree. Okay, last question for me and we're done. <clears throat> Dylan Parham, the most underrated Raider. This guy is, I think – now, he's only two years in. He ain't there yet has the potential being the next art shell. I am, you know this, there's no bigger supporter 
of Dylan Parham, with all due respect to his wife and family, than me. I think the kid is a star. The NFL loves this kid. Are you shocked at still the lack of love he's getting? I mean, I understand he's an interior yeah. offensive lineman. They don't get a lot of love, but J Dylan Parham, star or not? Yeah. So I think he's I think he's a star. Obviously, he had like you said, two years in, he's got a, a ton of potential. Uh, I think you know, I think the, some of the reason he might not be getting love is a just the position he plays, right? Offensive line. That, that's one of those units that you don't get a lot of attention unless you're messing up. I think that's part of it. But I also feel like because he's a relatively quiet person, he kind of gets overlooked sometimes, right? If he's a little bit more vocal, uh, he would grab a little bit more uh, attention. But in terms of his on the field production, no doubt. You know, and then obviously his versatility as well. So uh, cerebral kid knows, you know, the game inside and out in terms of the on field presence. No question about him there. Uh, but I think he gets a little overlooked again because he plays offensive line and B uh, because he's just on the choir side of things. All right. By the way, I just I got an email yesterday that or the other day, your shoes. I bought you the Air Force ones have already shipped. But they're going to arrive when I'm in the combine. So you'll get them next week when I get back. But they're going to arrive when I'm at the combine. Hey, stay on the line. I want to talk to you, Zeke. That is the yes, great sir. Zeke Trezevant, my assistant beat writer. Remember, follow me on IG when you go to Hondo SRX, formerly known as Twitter. When you go to at Hondo Carpenter, go to si.com forward slash NFL forward slash Raiders to read all of our stories. Also in the upper right-hand corner, click on newsletter. You won't get spammed. Three days a week, we're going to send you an email with our best. You don't want to miss them. Tell everybody real quick, what's your X handle? Uh, my X handle is EZ, as in Ezekiel. So EZ, and then my last name, Trezevant. So T-R-E-Z-E-V-A-N-T, EZ Trezevant. Thank you, everybody. We'll see you again next time. We took it all. We brought them to our land. An endless night. Ember hot and icy cold. The rage of the earth. We made this curse. Carved it in the blood on our backs. We did not see. We could not, but she did. And in the end... What will I become? Senwa Saga. Hellblade 2. Play it now with Game Pass. Protect your dream home with American Family Insurance. And you can weather any storm. You'll also save up to 25% by bundling home, auto, and life. American Family Insurance. Get a quote. Find an agent at AmFam.com. Products not available in every state. Discounts may not apply to all coverages on an auto or home policy. Discounts do not apply to life insurance policies. Visit AmFam.com to learn how discounts may apply to you. American Family Mutual Insurance Company, S.I. and its operating companies, American Family Life Insurance Company, 6000 American Parkway, Madison, Wisconsin. Lucky Land Casino. Asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car, before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of the Godfather slot. Someday, 
I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play the Godfather. Now at ChampaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChampaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of the Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play the Godfather, now at ChampaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. This has been a Las Vegas Raiders Insider Production on the Fans First Sports Network. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to Jumbacasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Jumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.